It's time for Dixie State University Athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3 KXDS Santa Clara. DSU Athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3 is brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. We hear you. And now it's time for DSU Athletics. Welcome inside the Bank and Field House on the campus of Westminster College here in Salt Lake City, Utah. It's the in-state rival matchup in a while way to end the RMAC regular season. Good evening, everybody. I'm Carrick Sagmer, the voice of the Trailblazers with you live from Salt Lake City, Utah and the Bank and Field House. Tonight, Dixie State travels north to take on the in-state rival Westminster. Let's give you some starting lineups here in this uh, very short TDS pregame show, we give you some starting lineups brought to you by Lonnie Boys Barbecue and Boulevard Home tonight. Starting tonight, first, we'll start with the home team, the Griffins. The same five that started when these two teams met up a couple of weeks ago, about a couple of months ago, actually, in the first conference game of the season. That was on November 30th. They start like this. A five foot seven junior guard, Kaylee Carlson. A five foot six junior guard, Mariah Martin. And if that name is familiar to you, Dixie State fans, it's because she played her first two seasons in a red Trailblazers uniform. A six foot junior forward from Sarah McGinley. She also played a couple of seasons in the RMAC. She played at Colorado Christian. Five foot nine senior guard, Caitlin Toluono and a six-foot-one junior forward, Hunter Krebs. Westminster 21-6 overall, 16-5 in the RMAC, currently in third. If Dixie State can defeat Westminster, coupled with a Colorado School of Mines win tonight, Westminster would fall to the number four spot in the RMAC. Meanwhile, Dixie State in seventh right now at 17 and 10 overall, 12 and 9 in the RMAC. A Trailblazer win, coupled with a Black Hill State loss tonight, would mean Dixie State could move up to sixth, but they are in the tournament. A loss tonight would mean most likely dropping down to the eighth spot, but they are in the tournament. So congratulations to the Trailblazers for doing that. First time since 2013-14. Starters for the Trailblazers, London Pavlika, Kesley Stevenson, Maddie Loftus, Allie Franks, and Chesney Stevens. Let's play basketball. Dixie State in the road reds and Westminster College in the home whites. It will be Stevens for Dixie State. It will be Hunter Krebs jumping it for the Griffins of Westminster. And here we go. Coming to you live high above the court. I'm up on the indoor track. Actually, I can barely see over the rail. We'll do our best to bring you the action. Believe it or not, not the craziest place I've ever called a game from. But here we are high above the the. Uh, the court, it's funny, there's a, there's a sign hanging literally right below me that says the nest. And maybe they prepared that just for me. I'm up in the crow's nest. The griffin's nest, if you will. Here we go. Let's play basketball. Referee approaches center circle, makes a toss. Westminster going to win the tap. And the griffin's moving right to left. Dixie State moving left to right across your radio dial here in half in quarter number one. Griffins will settle into the offense. Here's Krebs left side into the corner. McGinley. McGinley looking for Toluano. But she wasn't ready a turnover. Dixie State will get the ball back on the turnover. And if you're Dixie State, you couldn't have drawn up a better start defensively. Good, tough defense, and you force a turnover. This Dixie State team looking to try to get to 18 wins for the first time since 2013. The 2013, excuse me, the 2011, 2011, 2012 season. Here's Stevens. Dally Franks, top of the key, bouncing left elbow. Here's Stevenson. Stevenson guarded by McGinley. McGinley was one of the leading scorers in the RMAC at Colorado Christian last season. Allie Franks, fadeaway jumper from the left elbow, well short, and Westminster corrals the rebound. The Griffins 
into the hands of Mariah Martin to Hunter Krebs, the post player, but she can shoot it from outside, and she'll bury a three-pointer right there to give the home team a 3-0 lead. Nine minutes even remaining here in quarter number one. If you're Dixie State, you've got to guard against the three-point shot of Hunter Krebs, one of the best three-point shooters in the conference, and she's a post player. Inside here, Stevens working on Krebs, gets the bucket and lays it in with the left hand. Dixie State on the board, and the Trailblazers within one, 3-2 with 8.40 remaining here in quarter number one. Back and forth inside the bank and field house. McGinley, left corner, Martine left open, fires a three, too strong, and London Pavlika gathers the rebound for the Trailblazers. Martine, the Griffins' leading scorer right now, couldn't get that one to go. Pavlika will settle into the offense with 23 seconds on the shot clock. Pavlika, right elbow jumper, no, too strong off the heel of the iron, and McGinley the rebound for the Griffins. Ahead, Martine blows past Pavlika, missed the layup in transition, and Dixie State has the rebound. Stevens corrals the basketball and will hand off to Pavlika. Dixie State, the benefactor of a couple Westminster misses early in this ballgame. Here's Pavlika. They almost dare her to take the three-point shot. She won't. Instead, they'll work it inside Stevens, right block, working on Krebs. Same play. She scores again. Dixie State, a 4-3 lead, and both of them. They've dropped him inside to Hunter, excuse me, to Stevens on the right block. She's worked over to the left, and now a turnover for Westminster. And Stevens has scored both Dixie State baskets, and the Trailblazers a 4-3 lead. You remember last season? Of course, the venues and the locations were flip-flop. They started first in Salt Lake City and then in St. George. But last season, just like this year, it was Westminster winning the first matchup. Pavlika wide open inside. She'll lay it up and in. Dixie State a 6-0 run to take a 6-3 lead. 7-20 remaining here in quarter number one. Martine to the left side. Carlson left open. Fires a three. Too strong off the back iron. Pavlika chases down the long rebound. London across the timeline. Fires cross court. Right wing to Stevenson. Stevenson driving baseline right on the way. Yes! Gets the roll to go. And Dixie State an 8-0 run. 8-3, Dixie State, a five-point advantage. Seven minutes to play in quarter number one in this in-state rivalry. The last time these two teams will meet up in the regular season for the near future. Toluona, deep two left side, should jump it and score it. 8-5, Dixie State the lead with the Trailblazers moving to Division One, And... Westminster staying in the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference in Division II. These two teams will likely not match up on the floor for quite some time. Stevenson to Loftus. Trying to bounce it back to Stevens, and it's tipped and taken away by Carlson. Carlson in transition. Stopped by Stevenson. Kicks to McGinley. Catch and shoot three left wing. Bang. She rattles it in. Back and forth we go inside the bank in Fieldhouse. And we are tied at 8. 6.08 remaining in the opening frame. Dixie State 66% from the field. Meanwhile, Westminster up just over 40% in an 8-8 ball game. Stevens holding three-point land straight away. Now here's Franks, right elbow to Stevenson, left wing. Kesley into the paint, stops, gives to Pavlika. A runner inside, scores it. London Pavlika has four points, and Dixie State with a 10-8 advantage with 5.40 remaining in quarter number one. Here's Martine to the right side and Toluono. Toluono. Top of the key, Martine. Martine to Carlson. Carlson puts the ball on the floor. Step back, leads for Krebs. Another three, right wing, bang. Hunter Krebs 
for three from the outside. She's got six points in Westminster, an 11-10 advantage. Krebs, a 47% three-point shooter. She's got 10, two three-point shots tonight. Allie Franks to answer a three. Top of the key, and it rattles in and back out. Westminster, the rebound. Martine stops the dribble. Top of the key to McGinley. Krebs, 39 three-point makes on the season. 39 for 81. Martin, shot clock to 10. 4.45 on the game clock. Media timeout coming on the next whistle. Toluona loses, regains, guarded by Franks. Franks knocks the ball out again. Now Toluono has the dribble, fires a shot. Shot clock advantage, excuse me, shot clock violation. As the clock hits zero on the shot clock. And that will bring us to the under five immediate timeout after five minutes of basketball. It's Westminster 11. Dixie State 10 would take the 60-second timeout and come back on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie Dixie State Athletics. Back to field out. Dixie State trailing 11 to 10, and it's been back and forth over the first five minutes of the ball game, and both teams playing exceptionally well to this point. And now we've just lost the live stats. There we go. Dixie State trailing 11 to 10. Trailblazers 62% for the field. Westminster 57% for the field. And both of these teams making plays earlier. They both Suffered from a few turnovers as well. The team's matching almost identically the other's effort. Pavlika, right elbow to Brianna Gillen, just checked into the game during the timeout. Here's Franks. Allie Franks in her last regular season game as a trailblazer. Pavlika, deep two, just inside the arc. Straight away, she splashes it home. Didn't have time for Alani Boys Barbecue's keys to the game tonight, but if we had, I would have mentioned how important London Pavlika is for the success of this team tonight. Trailblazers lead it 12 to 11, 3.55 to play first quarter. Here's Mango. Just checked in for Westminster during the break. Top of the key, Toluono. Lobbing inside Krebs. Krebs back out to Toluono. Fakes a three. Will drive inside, and her shot is swatted at by Stevens. Couldn't get it to go, but she's hit on the arm by Chesney Stevens. And the first foul of the contest comes at the 3.43 mark of the first quarter. I mentioned Abby Mangum just a moment, a few moments ago. Actually, the younger sister of former BYU quarterback Tanner Mangum. And she, like Ashley Greenwood on the Trailblazers roster, played at BYU last season. And then both transferred to Dixie State and Westminster College, respectively. Toluono gets both free throws to go, where she is an 83% free throw shooter. 13-12, to 12, Westminster back on top with 3.40 remaining here in quarter number one. Trailblazers with possession. Here's Moya'i handing off to Franks. Harassed by Toluono. Top of the key now. Pavlika looking for Gillen. Somehow gets into her hands, and she'll score it off the window. Pinballed around off three different players and somehow into the hands of Brianna Gillen, and she'll score it. 14-13, Dixie State on top. 3.15 to go, first quarter. 
Trailblazers led this by as many as five in the early going at an 8-3 lead. Now lead it just 14-13. Here's Toluono. Will turn to the left and score it off the window. A bounce pass to Toluono and her teammates screaming to her, hey, you're wide open. She didn't realize it. Once she did, she turned to the left and converted a lefty layup. 15-14. Trailblazers down by one. 2.48 remaining in the first quarter here at the Bank and Fieldhouse. Pavlika the other way, traveled. Either way, Westminster was going to be going the other way with that ball as Pavlika's shot attempt was blocked. But she traveled. BC State will trail it 15-14. 2.43 remaining here in the opening frame. Back and forth we go. Mariah Martin back into the game for the Griffins. Martin to the right side and Mango. Mango, back to Martine, to the near side of McGinley. McGinley, the angle left side, top of the key now, Martine, nine to shoot, back to McGinley. McGinley, right side, Toluono. Toluono working on Moya, he gets into the lane, fires it up with the left hand, and it hits the front iron and crawls over. A three-point lead now for Westminster, 17-14, 2.07 remaining in the opening frame. Moya to the right side and Franks. Franks will bounce to Gillen. Gillen, couple of dribbles. The freshman stops the dribble, gives to Franks, jumps to three straight away, short, bouncing into the left corner, but chased down by Carlson and the Griffins. Westminster can take a game-high lead on this possession. Toluonu will drive inside and score it. Too easy for Toluonu. And just like that, it's a 19-14 Westminster lead. Gillen driving inside. The answer high off the window with the left hand. And she'll lay it up and in. Trailblazers trailing by three, 19-16. One ten remaining. Toluonu for three left wing. Missed it. Kesley Stevenson battles for the rebound. And here come the Trailblazers. Gillen, top of the key to Pavlika. Pavlika to the near side, Ali Franks. Franks gives to Gillen. Gillen is Stevenson for three left wing. No, too strong. Tapped around. Pavlika the, wrong, the long rebound for the Trailblazers. She'll bounce it inside Moyati, and she dribbled off her foot and out of bounds. Got to take advantage of those second opportunities. The turnover gives it back to Westminster. 41.2 seconds remaining in the opening quarter. Dixie State trailing 19 to 16. Pavlika for the Griffins. Right wing guarded by Pavlika. To the left side, Krebs fires a three, missed it. Her first three-point miss of the night. And Kesley Stevenson snares the rebound. Dixie State could tie with a three on this possession. The shot clock is off. Game clock at 14. Franks, left corner. Pump fake. Defender off her feet. One dribble inside the arc. She splashes it home. Dixie State within one. 19-18. Five seconds remaining. Here's Martine with three, two. Jumps a three at the buzzer. Missed it off the left side. And that is how the opening quarter will end. Just as good as advertised here in the opening frame as both teams score the ball very well, very efficiently, and it's a one-point lead for Westminster 
after the first quarter. It's the Griffins 19, the Trailblazers 18 on your Trailblazer Basketball Network. Let's take a one-minute timeout. Come right back to Salt Lake City. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Welcome back. Sad the Benkin Fieldhouse in Salt Lake City. Trailblazers trailing by one, 19 to 18. And Dixie State will have the possession here in the opening moments of the second quarter. On the floor for Dixie State is Pavlika Stevenson, Gillen Johnson, and Franks. Gillen backing out of McGinley. Gives to Michaela Johnson, left wing. Cross-court pass right side of Pavlika. Pavlika leads for Gillen. Back to London, left wing, looking inside Michaela Johnson. Double team comes. She'll dish it back off to Pavlika, and a good look, but London couldn't get it to go. And here come the Griffins the other way. Rawlings drives inside. She's fouled by Brianna Gillen. Good defense by Gillen to get back up the floor. But she's whistled for the foul, her first. Try to do the best we can to relay to you some updated stats throughout the night. As Rawlings splits the pair of free throws, 20 to 18, Dixie State trailing by two, 9.22 to go here in quarter number two. Live stats not updating inside the gym here at Westminster College. Pavlika drives mid post right side, stops the dribble, gives to Stevenson. Stevenson holding. We'll give to Pavlika to the free throw line. Jumper on the way. No, missed it off the right side. Rebound for Rawlings and the Griffins. One minute gone by in the opening quarter. Dixie State trailing, excuse me, the second quarter. Dixie State trailing 20 to 18. Here's McGinley. Fires a three straight away, and that's one of her specialties. She splashes it home. McGinley gives Westminster a five-point lead, 23 to 18. McGinley 44% from beyond the arc this season. And it's a five-point advantage for the home team. Stevenson looking inside Michaela Johnson. Johnson working on Krebs and she traveled. Johnson went to the floor. They say she traveled, but she wasn't tripped. A couple of substitutions in for Dixie State at the 8.28 mark. Here in quarter number two, Maddie Loftus back into the game. And Chesney Stevens back in. Here's the Griffins with a five-point lead, looking to try to extend it here. Rawlings, top of the key to Krebs. Krebs back to McGinley, open three, right wing, she hits. 26-18, eight-point lead for the Griffins with 8.03 to play, second quarter. Here's Gillen. Three-point land straight away. We'll step into a jumper, right elbow, she splashes it home. Brianna Gillen. Has got it going for Dixie State here in this one. 26-20, Dixie State trailing by six with 7.35 to go second quarter. Entry pass 
the Krebs. Kick into the left corner, Martin drives the baseline left, runs into Stevens, keeps the dribble, then fires a jumper baseline right, missed it. Ball tapped around on the rebound for Ryan Rawlings. Looked like she pushed off, no whistle. Here's Carlson will drive inside, missed the layup, offensive rebound, Krebs. She'll score it. Third time is the charm for Westminster. Krebs now with eight points, and Dixie State trailing by eight again. 28-20, 7.05 remaining, plenty of time here. The Trailblazers will turn it over. Loftus trying to fight to get open. And Franks threw the ball just out of her reach. And it caroms off of her fingertips and out of bounds. 7.01 remaining second quarter. Dixie State trailing by 8, 28-20. McGinley. Cross-court pass, Toluono, three, left side, short. Gillen the rebound for the Trailblazers. Gillen will push it, looking for help. Slows it up. Now she'll center it up. She's running the point right now. Gillen with Pavlika on the bench, running the point. Here's Stevens for three straight away. She buries it. Huge three by Chesney Stevens. Both of these post players tonight can shoot it. Both Krebs for Westminster and Stevens for Dixie State. Trailblazers trail by five, 28-23, 6-18 remaining until halftime. McGinley to the right side and Krebs for Westminster. Krebs looking at Toluono, trying to post up on Franks. They get it to her, mid-post left. Still has to dribble, hasn't used it yet. Now puts it on the floor, backing in. Double-teamed by Stevens. Dish to Krebs, and Stevens gets back to Krebs and gets a block, and here comes the Trailblazers. 5.52 to go, second quarter. Dixie State trailing 28-23. Gillen will set up the offense. Holding with 15 to shoot. To Stevens. Top of the arc. Now to Stevenson. Stevenson to Loftus. Nine to shoot. Back to Stevenson. Stevenson into the corner. Gillen passes up a three. Drives the end line. High off the window. No. Missed it. Hunter Krebs the rebound. A good play, but couldn't convert. Here come the Griffins. Krebs. Three-point land. Left wing. Cross-court pass to McGinley. McGinley into Toluonu. Toluonu. As it's stolen away by Stevens, very active on the defensive end is Chesney Stevens. And here come the Trailblazers, approaching the under five, media timeout, 5.05 remaining, three-pointer, Loftus, no. Dixie State will chase down the long rebound. Here's Stevenson. Kesley steps into a two-point jumper, right elbow, and she buries it, 28-25. Dixie State within three, 4.50 to go, second quarter, media timeout coming on the next whistle. Here's Rawlings. Rawlings to McGinley. McGinley to Toluana. Now here's Carlson. And a whistle and a foul going to go against Dixie State, and Kesley Stevenson can't believe it. Trailblazers felt like there wasn't much contact there, but that'll bring us to the media timeout. 4.33 to go second quarter. Dixie State trailing 28-25. The one-minute timeout and back to Salt Lake City on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. 
You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. And the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics has not been called for a foul yet in the ballgame. And we are nearly at halftime. Pavlika to Gillen. Top of the key to Pavlika. Here's Moya'i. Moya'i right elbow to Brianna Gillen. Steps into a jumper, right elbow, missed it. And a whistle on a foul is going to go against Moya'i. 31-25, Dixie State trailing by six. Allie Franks up off the bench. She'll check in after the whistle. Trailblazers within six. 344 remaining. Here's Martine. Martine to Mango. Back to McGinley. Left wing three on the way and in. And just like that, it's a nine-point Westminster lead. 34-25. The three-point shot is big. McGinley with 12 points already for Westminster. Here's Loftus. Top of the key, Stevens. Will bounce to Pavlika. Pavlika to Franks. Franks, runner in the lane. Yes. Ellie Franks gets it to go. Dixie State within seven. 34 27. 304 remaining. Martine. Jumper straight away. Yes. Her first jumper of the night. Two point shot just inside the arc. And the lead again is nine for the Griffins. 36 27. 250 until halftime. There's Franks. Shot blocked. Stevens comes down with it. Kicks it out. Gillen for three. Straight away. It's short. And Hunter Krebs the rebound for the Griffins. Westminster can take a double-digit lead here. Martine working on Pavlika. Throws a shot off the window. She's fouled. And it'll be Stevens. That's her second. Ashley Stevenson will check in. And Michaela Johnson going to check in also. Nine-point lead for the Griffins. Martine at the line for two, an 84% free-throw shooter this season. First one up and in. Ten-point lead for the Griffins. First double-digit advantage of the night for Westminster. And it's been the three-point shooting of the Griffins. She'll make both free-throws, and it's an 11-point advantage. 38-27. With 2.24 to go until the break. And if you're Dixie State, you're looking for a couple of buckets and a couple stops here and then get back to work in the second half. Pavlika, they leave her open. She'll try the three. Missed it. Was online, but missed off the left side. And here come the Griffins the other way. Carlson, two-point shot left side. It's up and in. 40-27. to 27. 13-point lead, a game-high lead for the Griffins, and Dixie State starting to enter some dangerous territory. Loftus, baseline left, out to Franks. Franks puts the ball on the floor, behind the back dribble. Gets inside, hangs, can't hit it. Ball tapped around, and the rebound to Westminster. McGinley pulls it down. Gives to Martine. Martine, coast-to-coast layup, and she'll get it to go off the window. 
42-27. 15-point lead for the Griffins. A 12-0 run for Westminster. Johnson to Stevenson. 107 to go. Stevenson to Pavlika. And Pavlika's fouled. He almost knew that whistle was going to be almost automatic. The first foul called against Westminster in the entire first half. Dixie State will have possession. Baseline right. Lob into Loftus. Loftus to Stevenson. Stevenson stops in the paint. Kicks left side. Pavlika. Pavlika. Spinning to the left. Floating with the right. Missed it. Offensive rebound. Johnson. And she's fouled. And Dixie State has got it back. And we're welcoming to the broadcast Nate Staley. You know him well in the St. George area. He's our faculty athletic rep. Nate. You made the drive up. We made the, made the drive up. Excited for the game tonight. I saw you wandering around down there, and then I didn't know where you were going, but you were coming up here to see me. I was coming up, up to say hi. Up in the bird's nest. Michaela Johnson to Pavlika. Left wing. 42 seconds on the game, 13 on the shot clock. London calling for a screen. Instead, gives to Johnson. Johnson gives to Franks. Falls loose, picks it back up. Four to have a shot. Here's Pavlika. London will drive inside, throws it up as the shot clock expires. Missed it off the right side of the rim. And Martine will pull the ball down. And the shot clock is off now in Westminster with a 15-point lead. And 42-27 can play for the last shot. It's been the three-point shot. And taking care of the ball that's been the difference here in the opening 20 minutes. Here's Martine. Martine, Carlson, right corner three on the way, rimmed out. Ball tipped around and out of bounds. Back to Dixie State with 3.5 to play. Got plenty of time right here to get a good shot off. Yeah. And Mangum for Westminster will hustle up to the scorer's table and will check in. She's a little bit taller, got a little bit of length. And they don't want another foul called against Tolo Onu. Inbound pass, half-court Loftus with two and one. Fires a three, missed it. And did they call the foul? They did. Oh, my goodness. It's warranted. There's contact. I didn't know if they were going to make the call in that situation. They only called two fouls on Westminster the entire first half. Are they going to give her a shooting foul right here? Was it on the dribble? Well, she was definitely up the floor and bringing the ball down to fire the shot. Whether or not she actually got into the shooting motion. It looks like she's signaling on the shot. Yeah. Three, three, three shots, but now they're going to review it, it looks like. They're going to look at it. We're on the radio so I can say this. Good, good luck seeing anything yeah. on the one-camera stream here. We're spoiled at Dixie State. I get that. I'll say from my vantage point, it looked like she's shooting. Yeah. Well, I'm looking through a, a <laughs> sign that says, please watch for walkers and runners when entering track. So we're up here. In the, it's funny because there's literally a sign right here, right above us, right over here that says the nest. So this we are in here. the nest. We're up in the, bird, the, the griffin's nest if you would. So referees discussing whether or not Maddie Loftus, there's no question whether or not it was a foul. The question is going to be, is Maddie going to go out there and line up for three free throws? Or will they give it back to Dixie State? Yeah, because if, if it was a common foul, it's a, it's not even a... Yeah, they're, they're not in the bonus yet, bonus. and they've got to figure out how much time, you know, the half can't end on a foul. 
So they're going to put 0.5 on the clock. Looks like give her three shots. And three shots. You can definitely tell as Loftus, she caught it half court, was harassed by the defender all the way up the floor. And, and she knew that, hey, here I am. I'm going to get this shot off one way or another. She's, dra she's draped all over me. I thought she did a really good job yeah. of getting into the defender, which created the contact. First free throw on the way up and in. You're down 15. This could be a big swing. I mean, I know you're still going to the locker room down double digits, but you make all three here. Take some semblance of momentum into the break. She'll get the second one to go. Rolls around and falls through. Two of two so far. She'll get one more. And the third one on the way and in. And with .5 seconds remaining, Westminster will inbound, and that'll do it. So big call right at the end of the first half, and Dixie State will go in, trailing by 12, 42 to 30. And maybe it's just me, but that 12-point deficit looks a lot smaller than that 15-point deficit, and they'll take a little bit of momentum into the locker room. Live stats are down, so I can't really give you too many numbers right now. But, but Nate, I saw you down there. You've been here most this whole game, if not the, the entire game. I mentioned earlier that the difference to this point has been the three-point shot for Westminster. And Dixie State, some of the same troubles that carried over from the Colorado Christian game last week, they've just had some trouble taking care of the ball. They've had uh, a few empty possessions where they haven't even got any shots off. So if I were to pinpoint a couple of things to this point in the game, that, that's what I would see. What, what say you? What do you yeah, see? you no, got a basketball I, mind. Yeah, when I, when, I, when I got here right at tip-off, I watched, I watched the energy and the engagement from our, our, our team. They were, in basketball terms, helping the helper. So when someone would step, they'd help the next four person and next person up, so to say. It looked like in this situation, they were getting open threes down on the other end because they'd get off a screen and we wouldn't step and help. Yeah. Consequently, they'd have open shots. And then if you're not playing defense, you're not able to get out and break and run and get good shots on the offensive end, which makes your offense stagnant sometimes. I, I think that's the, if, if Coach Gustin's going to go and make some adjustments, he's got to go in and talk to him about defense. I mean, we've given up 42 points and a half, which is quite a bit of points yeah. to give up. We put up 30, but you get a couple stops on this end, get a couple more here, and it's probably a 32-32 game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it helps for us, sir, when you've got Hunter Krebs, who's a post player, a tremendous post player. She can sneak out. And, and shoot it as well and and you know that leaves the inside of it when your post player can shoot the three that 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 opens up the the playbook for the head coach a, a lot chesney stevens has made a pair for dixie state in the first half as well but i like what you said there because i saw the same thing the energy was there to start you build a five-point lead and even then you were matching you know most shots and, and then there were some turnovers and some things that helped swing the momentum the, the other way but dixie state down 12 not, not in the worst of places. You go and you make a couple adjustments. Like you said, get a couple of stops, score a couple of buckets, and, and perhaps it's a different story here in the second half. And basketball is a game of runs. You know you know this game is going to flip back. Dixie State is going to have at least one shot in the second half to be able to cut this thing back down to a, you know, a one or a two-score two game. And then the question will be at that point, will they be able to get back over the hump? I just don't see this game continuing to 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 blow up the, the way that it was trending, especially with that last play happening the way it is. I think Dixie State goes in, makes some adjustments, and make a run. You know, the first few minutes of the third quarter, I think, will be very telling to see which way the game will actually go. You know, we used to tell kids, there's in a, t a situation like this, there is no 12-point play in basketball. Yeah. Now, I, I, I guess the men's game last week, there was a five-point possession that we've seen on that, that situation. <laughs> but I very very rarely have you ever seen a 12-point possession. So what, what you do in a situation like this is you come out and say, look, 
we're going to cut this lead to about four or five at the quarter. Yeah. And then halfway through the fourth quarter, we're going to be evened up. And then at the end of the game, we're going to win. If you can start putting a little pressure on a team like Westminster here, they'll start to, to tighten up. They're at home. It's a senior game. Um, then you can kind of inch back into it. But but you can't you can't come out the second half and just everybody shoot 12-point shots because there are no 12-point shots. Absolutely. That is what we're seeing so far in this one, Dixie State trailing 42 to 30 at the half. We'll step away. Let's let's take the five, the full five minute time. In fact, let's make it six minutes. I gotta go downstairs. I gotta get myself a stat sheet. That that's uh, that's what I get for relying on the live stats, Nate. Uh, one of the few games this season where I said, you know what, I'm sitting on this, this tall stool. I'm gonna be standing up. I don't want to keep track of my own shots and my own scoring. And now the live stats, according to the live stats, Dixie State still trailing 11 to 10. I think they would take that. And he got some blank sheets here. Maybe we can put I some stats in and call yeah, it good. We might call it good. Just, <laughs> just scribble them in. And can I make them up? Can yeah. I make no. Dixie State trailing 42-30 at the half. We'll step away the full six-minute halftime break. We'll give you some halftime numbers on the other end of the break. We'll also take a look at a couple different games around the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference. Take a look at that Colorado School of Mines game uh, as they take on UCCS. We'll also take a look at, at uh, Black Hill State. Uh, taking on South Dakota Mines. That's a big game because if uh, a Black Hill State loss and a Dixie State win tonight would mean Dixie State would go into the RMAC tournament at the sixth seed. But uh, we'll see how the second 20 minutes play out. Dixie State, a 12-point deficit, 42-30 at the break. We'll take a six-minute timeout and come back with the Seven Oaks Jewelers halftime report on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. And the Ad Council. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Welcome back into Bankin Fieldhouse. It's halftime, directed by Seven Oaks Jewelers and Dixie State trailing 42 to 30. And we got a stat sheet. We got some stats that uh, that exist, and we can give you some numbers here. Dixie State uh, again trailing 42 to 30, and Dixie State just 44 percent from the field here in the in the first half, which is not bad. But when you look at the other side, Westminster 57 percent from the field, and then the main difference is. Dixie State just two of eight from downtown. Meanwhile, Westminster hoisted up 14 three-point shots in the first half, and they connected on half of those attempts, seven of 14 from the field. So uh, already there's a big difference. Seven made threes for Westminster, just two for Dixie State. Meanwhile, Dixie State has turned the ball over six times, and the Griffins have been able to turn that into 11 points off of turnovers. For Dixie State, seven points for Chesney Stevens, six points for London Pavlika, and Brianna Gillen with six. Four points for Allie Franks. Stevenson with four points as well. And three points for Maddie Loftus as she goes three for three from the free throw line to end the first half. Individually for Westminster, it's 12 points for Sarah McKinley. Ten points for Caitlin Toluono. Hunter Krebs with eight points. Mariah Martin with six. Kaylee Carlson with five. And Ryan Rawlings with just a single point. On the, on the glass, Dixie State. Uh, just a slim deficit, 14 to 13 on uh, the total glass, and in fact, out rebounding Westminster on the offensive glass, four to two. So there's really not many things that are a whole lot different on this stat sheet, other than Westminster just converting more uh, more shots 
and then uh, you know taking advantage of some turnovers. It sounds so simple, doesn't it? Yeah. You just go out there and make some shots. Come on, I'm drawing up these great plays. Go out there and make some shots. It's that simple, right, when you're coaching? You're exactly, well, <laughs> to a certain extent, right? So, uh, but you look at the stats, the first first quarter versus the second quarter was the difference in Dixie State. They yeah. shoot well early out. They're playing with energy. They're defending the basketball. And then they come out the second quarter and, and flat on energy, don't defend, and consequently they don't make good shots. And and then the three-pointers, that's about a five-point swing right there because yeah. they've made seven, we've made two. And uh, other than that, yeah, a couple, couple stops. I, I think the key coming out uh, this second half is stops, consecutive stops. Now, yeah. they're going to hit a bucket here and there, but if you can get stop, go score, get a stop, go score, now you flip the script a little bit. you got to get consecutive stops. And I, I think they've got to have a series where they have about four or five consecutive stops, and I think we can get back into this thing. Yeah, and there was a stretch in, in the even early in the second quarter. Chesney Stevens was really active defensively. She got a block on one possession. Next time down, she... She snuck over from the help side and got a steal. But Dixie State wasn't turning those stops into points on the offensive end. And they just kind of went cold. And uh, they'll look to do that here. And the key tonight is, you know, when you look at this Westminster team, they have so many weapons, so many uh, girls that can score it. And then you think that, you know, over the, they, they did last year too. But then they were able to add Mariah Martin, transferred from Dixie State. They were to add Sarah McGinley, a transfer from, from uh, Colorado Christian. And she was the leading score in the RMAC last year. And so there's so many weapons on this Westminster team. So you key on, key in on a few, you know, you don't, you don't want to give McGinley anything. You don't, you definitely don't want Hunter Krebs to kill you. And, you know, they didn't really in the early going, but then you have a, a Caitlin Toluonu that, you know, is a very good role, a starter, but a very good role player. She steps up. She has 10 points in the first half. And, you know, you're, you, you kind of live with that after a while. If you can continue to execute the rest of your game plan, the problem is McGinley got hot, hit, three or four threes in the first half. Hunter Krebs has eight points in the first half. She had a couple big threes. And, you know, everything kind of fell apart toward the end. How much momentum will that, the foul and the subsequent free throws by Dixie State, you know, play into this early part of the second half? I said before the break, and I still feel this way, the first probably five minutes of this third quarter up until that first media timeout, uh, the energy and how this thing will probably dictate what we can expect to see throughout the majority of the second half. Yes, it looks like it's Westminster's ball coming out, and we've got to get a stop. Uh, I think that's an important part of getting your energy back, get the momentum back on your side, get that stop, go down and get a – I'm sure Coach Gustin's put together a, a pretty uh, specific uh, play to get a bucket once we get the stop on this end. And, and then you've, you've got the momentum switched back a little bit, then you can go with it. Quick update for you. We'll only give you the one score because – it's the only score we're really looking at too closely. Dixie State can move up to, to number six in the Armand tournament with a win tonight and a Black Hill State loss. At halftime, it's rivalry night in South Dakota as well. Uh, Black Hill State out of Spearfish, South Dakota, is in Rapid City taking on South Dakota Mines tonight. Right now, South Dakota Mines a 32-31 lead at halftime. So here we go. Let's play some basketball. Back in play, and Dixie State trailing 42-30. Westminster with possession to start the third quarter. Toluano will bounce inside back door to Carlson, and she scores it. A great play, very well drawn up play, and they execute it to perfection. They get the bucket. 44-30, Dixie State trailing by 14. And already, Coach Gustin going to pull Brianna Gillen up off the bench. Somebody missed an assignment defensively. Pavlika, right corner, looking in Stevens. Catches, one dribble. Shot is blocked by Krebs, and Krebs will bring it down. And here come the Griffins. That's a good look and a well-executed play. Just couldn't couldn't uh, 
couldn't get the bucket in. Krebs for three the other way. She rattles it home, and it's a 17-point Westminster lead on senior night inside the Bank and Fieldhouse. 47-30. A quick 5-0 run for the Griffins out of the halftime break. How will Dixie State respond? Still plenty of time left in this basketball game. Loftus kicking left corner. Franks for three. On the way it in. 47-33. Dixie State back to within 14. That's a good shot. That's an unselfish play. Drive and dish and, and get her a good look. Her feet are set. And you're right. There's a lot of time left in this game. There's runs going to be made. Here's Carlson. Carlson to the right corner to Toluona. Skip past Krebs, catch and shoot three, left wing, no. Looked like Stevens might have got a finger on it, but it Pretty rattles out Dixie State the rebound. There you go. We talked about stops, the halftime break. Dixie State getting one there. And they try to turn it into points on the offensive end. Pavlika. Dribbling to the right, 13 seconds on the shot clock. Here's Loftus, pump fake, one dribble to the left, fires a three, bang, and hits. They get those five points back and an extra. 47-36, Dixie State within 11 with 8.08 to play. Again, a well-executed play, a couple options off it. They got a, got a good shot. Here's Toluono. The Martin, three-point land straight away. Lobbing in Krebs, a tip and a steal. Dixie State has it. Loftus one-on-one with Carlson. She'll get to the bucket, and it's stripped out of bounds, and it will stay with Dixie State. Had to hold my breath for just a moment because it looked like it might have gone off the knee of Maddie Loftus but they signal that it will stay with Dixie State. You know, sometimes in those situations, if it's a questionable foul call or not, they'll give you the ball, not the foul. Dixie State saying, hey, we'll take the foul. Yeah. Pavlika, baseline right, holding. Gets it into Franks, and it's a good thing, too, as the ball is loose and stolen away. It's nearly a five-second inbound violation, but now here comes Westminster after the steal. Martine working on Gillen. Gillen, excuse me, Martine misses a shot. Offensive rebound, Toluanu. And Dixie State the rebound and then a foul by Mariah Martin. I'm going to do a job right here and I'm not even going to charge you. It's, uh, I'm going to count each time we get a stop. That's three in a row right three there. Three in a row. That, that's the Coach Judkins goal on, on the men's side of the game. Is, hey, we got to come out and get three or four stops in a row. That's the challenge almost at every timeout. I'm sure this women's team has something similar. And Dixie State turned this stop into points. Stevenson. One dribble inside the arc. Two-point shot is short. And a rebound to Toluono and the Griffins. They're getting stops defensively, but not able to convert on the offensive end. Martine, one-on-one with Pavlika. Kicks to the left side, into the corner. Here's Krebs. Lobbing it in, McGinley. McGinley, back out, Krebs. Pass inside, Toluono missed it at the bucket. Dixie State the rebound. Here comes Pavlika. Pavlika. Stop number four. Trailblazers on a 6-0 run here, but they've gone two consecutive possessions without scoring. And trying to extend it on this 6-0 run. Gillen stops the dribble, turns around, fires a jumper short. Airball into the hands of Hunter Krebs. Three consecutive empty possessions for Dixie State after defensive stops. This thing could be down to seven or five points. 6.25 remaining. Martine with 13 to shoot, dribbling left, drives baseline, gets past Pavlika, missed it, grabs her own rebound. Ball never hit the rim. It went off the bottom of the backboard. Now, now they're going to reset the shot clock. Martino banking a shot. Wouldn't have been a shot clock violation anyway, but 
She'll bank it a shot. Top of the arc just inside the three-point line. That's a tough possession. She played pretty good defense there and just gets a shot off the bank. 49-36. Dixie State trailing by 13. Franks will drive inside. She's fouled. Free throws coming. And if Dixie State ends up on the losing end of this game, they're going to go back to in the second quarter. They had three consecutive stops and couldn't score. And here in this early in this third quarter, three consecutive stops and couldn't score. And you know you got to you got to break this game down. You got we got ten minute quarters, so if you can if you can win the five minutes, even yeah. if you win by one, win by two, win each quarter from here on out, you got a pretty good chance to get right back in it. Franks makes the first free throw. Free throw is brought to you by Vintage at Canyonlands. Couple of dribbles, and here comes the second one on the way. Up and in, Allie Franks, number two on the Dixie State women's basketball all-time scoring list. Had a shot this year, actually, getting up to that to Jonna Brown at that number one spot, but. Had a few games where she finished in the single digits. Three-point shot for Westminster the other way. An air ball saved in by Krebs right into the hands of Pavlika. Dixie State trailing by 11, 49-38. Gillen to Stevenson. Passes up on a three. Instead drives inside and floats and scores. 49-40. Dixie State within nine at the 525 mark of the third quarter. Stevenson passing up on a three to get a better shot at the rim. Pavlika. To the free throw line, jumper on the way. They're going to whistle a foul. That's pretty good pressure right there. You, you question the call or not. But mm. that, they did a good job yeah. of communicating on the screens and getting over the screens. And, you know, that happens sometimes. You, you can't fault what happens. You're playing with better energy right now. Uh, just just keep, keep at it. I'm missing my replay monitor <laughs> that I have at home. You go back and look and say, hey, was that really a foul? Not that we can change anything. Martin makes the first free throw. I don't think I've ever missed one that I thought was not a foul. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> We're always right up here, right? Martin will make both free throws. There's a reason. There's a reason I'm up here on the radio instead of down wearing the stripes. I couldn't hack it as a referee. They do a good job. It's, they work uh, hard. They work hard. They do a great job. and Really the un unsung heroes of these games. We don't play without them. Pavlika, right corner, three, yes! London Pavlika gets it to go, and Dixie State's with an eight. 51 to 43, 4.55 remaining, media timeout coming on the next whistle. That first five minutes, we outscored it by four. Here's Carlson. Carlson crossing over on Stevenson, gets under the bucket, stops the dribble. Good defense by Kesley, kick it out, wide open three, Krebs missed it. Dixie State crashing to the rebound, and they'll pick it up. They've got numbers here. Gillen leaves for Stevenson, passes up a three again, steps back, two left side, no. Chesney Stevens, offensive rebound, goes to the floor, tried to throw it off of Carlson, but couldn't do so, lost it out of bounds. But still, Dixie State has cut this to an eight-point lead, 51-43, 4.24 to go in the third quarter, the one-minute timeout and back on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics.
424 to go third quarter. Dixie State within eight, 51-43. The halftime score was 42-30. to Dixie State outscoring Westminster 13-9 in the third quarter. Budweiser's doing better defensively. Here's Mango, baseline left side. We'll throw it to Carlson, top of the key. Carlson to the right wing. Now inside, hesitates, scoops it up with the left hand and swatted away by Brianna Gillen right into the hands of London Pavlika. Pavlika to Gillen. Gillen to Pavlika. Those are the kind of blocks you like. Well, that defensive, that was Stevens in the post. She was talking yeah. about where the help was and it, it gave the opportunity to play good defense. Gillen to the free throw line. Now stops in the paint. Got to get out of the paint. She does so. Here's Franks. As it's stripped out of her hands, ball is loose. Pavlika dives on it. And we'll give the Franks four to shoot, three to shoot. Gillen, pump fake is tripped, and they're going to call the foul. For just a moment, it looked like that no call was coming or that perhaps a travel was coming. She was tripped. And great defense by Westman. Credit the Griffins. Great defense on that possession. And with one second on the shot clock, Brianna Gillen, that, those are the things that as a coach, right now Coach Gerard right now is just livid because those are the things that – you play good defense the entire shot clock and then bail them out with a foul call yeah, with one the, second. Yeah, the official left. had to make it's either a travel or it's a trip, and you got to go with the trip because it takes away the offensive uh, advantage there. But, but again, defensively, if we can keep the energy up, we can then get a couple buckets here. We're in good shape. Pavlika to trigger baseline right. Lobs into Stevens. Here's Pavlika. Three-point land straight away. Nine seconds to get a shot. Here's Gillen, right elbow. Gillen, mid-post left with four to shoot, three to shoot. Spin around, jumper short. And the rebound of Rawlings in Westminster. Not a lot doing on that possession. Martine has it stripped out of her hands, but she regains. And the Griffins will set things up. Pass inside Toluono. Fouled with a bucket. A foul going to go against Kesley Stevenson. And Toluono... We'll go to the line to try to complete the three-point play. You know, that's a tough one. You got a little bit of a loose ball happening there. The ball's on this side. You've got to be defensively ball side, and I think we were just a step late, which allowed them to get the position and then up, up for two and one. 53-43. Ixie State trailing by 10. Free throw is short. And Dixie State will grab the rebound. Try to, three minutes here to try to get this thing back under double digits. Pavlika, coast to coast, lays it up and in. That's a good job of attacking, staying aggressive. Stay aggressive on defense, put pressure on them, but also put pressure on them offensively. 53-45. Dixie State trails by eight, 2.40 to go. Here's Carlson. To the right side and McGinley. McGinley puts the ball on the floor. Gives it to Luonu, guarded by Moya'i. Kind of putting the right elbow into the gut of Moya'i and then turns it over. Dixie State to steal. Gillen behind the back dribble to get away from Martine. Head to Pavlika, into the right corner, Loftus. Step back, nope, doesn't take the three. She fooled me. Inside Gillen, here she's open, driving to the hole and she'll lay it in. 53-47, Dixie State within six. A fun basketball game in Salt Lake City, and Coach Shelley Gerard wants timeout. With 2.03 remaining, Dixie State has trimmed it to a six-point lead, 53-47, and that will bring us 
to a full timeout. The first coach is called timeout of the second half. We'll take it. 53-47, 62nd uh, timeout back on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Westman Stewart extended it back to a double-digit lead, but back-to-back stops and back-to-back buckets for the Trailblazers. And just like that, it's a 53-47, a six-point lead for the Griffins with still 2.03 to play in the third quarter. So if you're Dixie State, I mean, you're looking at having possibly time to, to trim this down to maybe a one-possession game before you go into the fourth quarter. Well, and you're, you're at Westminster's building. They're going to they're gonna put together a run themselves. And so you've got to be patient with this. If, if you can keep it at that one possession, two possession, get you to the fourth quarter and uh, keep, keep establishing your, your defensive possessions, you're going to win this thing. Dixie State trailing by six. And we are back in play. Westminster, the possession, just under two minutes remaining in quarter number three. 53-47, here's Rawlings, top of the key, Carlson. Carlson to Martin. Martin bouncing left to Carlson. Carlson back out to Krebs. Krebs a little pick and pop, tried to get out for a three-point shot, but couldn't find an open look. And Carlson is bumped on the baseline left by Loftus. Not a lot in it, but there was a bump and a little forearm to the back. And Martin and the Griffins will get 20 seconds back up on the shot clock. Martin to trigger baseline left into Toluono. The Krebs left elbow jumper on the way is short. And Dixie State will chase down the rebound. Oh, they're going to call it off of Allie Franks. Ryan Rawlings ran right into the back of Allie Franks. And Allie went down. That's a, t- that's Dixie, a tough play. Dixie that's State good. and are arguing the call. So They're, they're going to talk about it a little bit maybe and see what they can do. I think, I, I think they're going to talk about shot, the shot clock, oh. and they're going to put it back down to 20. Coach Gerard is trying to argue that Allie Franks had possession. If Allie Franks had possession, that's a foul. And if, if, there's, yeah. You don't end up in the in the opposing team's bench without being nudged from the back. I mean, with, with or without possession, probably was a foul. But we this play is going to be one of those games, though. You got to go get yep, the ball. You got to go hands. get the you ball. Secure it. Dixie State. A couple of opportunities here. Martino spin away from Franks, then she loses, and Gillen's got the steal. Hand off to Pavlika. And the Trailblazers, with 1.15 to go, could cut this to a one-possession game with a three-point shot. 53-47. Pavlika, they're burning a lot of time here. Pavlika dribbles three-point land. Now to Moyai, bouncing inside Franks. One dribble, reverse from left to right, missed it. Dixie State will chase down the long rebound. Franks out to Loftus, top of the key, Pavlika. They'll give her the three. She'll take it and make it. 53-50, her second three of the night. Trailblazers within three, 45 seconds remaining in the third quarter. Just play good defense right here. Don't foul. Make them take a tough shot that's contested and get the ball back for one more possession. Here's Rawlings, 15 on the shot clock. Toluono. Offensive foul. She put the arm up and elbowed Allie Franks right in the chest. And Dixie State will have it back with 27.3 seconds remaining. 
And whoever's taking pictures on the far side probably got a great picture of that. We got some flash photography going on. Now, last possession, Westminster was in his zone, and I think it got through Dixie off for just a minute there, but uh, looks like right now they might be matching up into a man. Here we go. Dixie State can and should play for the final shot here. At worst-case scenario, you go into the fourth quarter trailing by three. Best-case scenario, we're tied. Franks to Moyai, nine to find a shot. Hand off Pavlika, dishes to Loftus for three, right wing, bang! And we are tied at 53, inbound pass. Here's McGinley, half-court heave at the buzzer, no! And we are tied, 53-53. You know, I said we just had to cut it to five in the quarter. We're a little ahead of schedule right now, so hopefully they keep that same recipe. It's been one on this end defending. They've been communicating, they've been working, they've been switching, they've been getting in and out of things. And it's, it's led to aggression at the offensive end, which has been a good... And, and, good. You, and you knew the lid was going to come off. It was kind of a lid on, on the basket. And he, but that, he said, we'll keep it right here through the timeout because we want to just talk about this thing here. It, you know, they say tough defense can, can lead to better offensive performance. And, and that we're seeing that here tonight as, as you pick up the energy defensively and you feel you know, the momentum from those stops. And then Dixie State starting to hit some shots. And now it's anybody's games. It's 0-0. We're going into the fourth quarter, a tie ball game, 10 minutes to decide this thing. So now coming out of the quarter, I'm, I'm certain the coaches talked to him about they've spent a lot of energy to get to this point. So you've got to not have a letdown. You might not be able to play at that same high energy the rest of the, but you got to be patient with your defense, uh, patient with your offense. Westminster at their home floor, they're going to they're gonna come out of this time. It's actually our possession, but I, I'm certain that their next possession, they've got something scripted up. They're going to get a good look at a basket. You can't get your head down. you got just got to keep doing what you've done. A 10-2 run for the Trailblazers over the final 424 of the third quarter. And Dixie State going to have the first possession of the fourth quarter. So you're looking at an opportunity to go back out here and take the lead on the road in Salt Lake City. I think if they can get a screen and get themselves to the middle of the basket, Get it, get it up to the basket and get a layup and possibly even a foul on it. Here's Gillen to the paint. Ten-foot jumper. No. Moyai, offensive rebound. Stripped out of her hands from behind. She regains. Bounces to Loftus. Loftus, 15-footer in the lane. She scores. Dixie State, a 55-53 run, lead. And now it's a 12-2 run for the Trailblazers. And Dixie State is on top in this one. 9.30 to play here in the fourth quarter. Martine, free throw line jumper to answer. She banks it in. This is the second time she's banked that shot in from the same spot. Hey, the bank's open. She must open. practice that she, spot. She must. It's, it's her home gym, so she must practice that. But again, shots like that are going to fall. You've got to keep your head up and keep doing, being who you are and what you were doing to get to this point. Franks, the Loftus, passes up a three from the right corner. We'll drive inside and score off the window. I love what Dixie State is doing tonight. They're passing up three-point shots that in other games this season, they would have just hoisted threes. That's different what they're doing here tonight in the second half, and it's working for the Trailblazers. 57-55, a two-point advantage for Dixie State. 8.43 to play. Tapped away and a steal for Dixie State. Boy, the Trailblazers I, she did a great by job two. Defensive right there. She, she occupied the post, and, and then we were able to come from behind and get that tip. Loftus will bounce into Moyai, guarded by Krebs. Spinning, shooting with the left, and left it short, just a little bit too far away 
for that spin to the baseline. But a tip, and Martin will float with the left, missed it. Dixie State the rebound. Westminster all out of sorts offensively right now, and credit the defensive effort of Dixie State. Pavlika, free throw line jumper on the way, rimmed out. Probably a little early in the shot clock for that shot. Yeah. Up to time in possession, but a good look for London, and it just rimmed out. We'd be singing a different tune if the ball would have gone in. This is true. If she makes it, that's a great shot. But again, notice we're getting our arms up. We're getting our hands out. We're getting in passing lanes. We're occupying. We're talking. 57-55. Dixie State a two-point lead. 7.39 to play. Krebs for three. Straight away she hits. Can't leave her wide open. And she'll splash it home in Westminster on top by one. 58-57. Moyai looks like she's a little bit tired right now, which is, I think he's got yeah. a sub coming Chesney in. Chesney Stevens is sitting at the table, waiting to check in. Moyai, you got to fight through it here. Here's Frank's left wing to Moyai. Now to Pavel, excuse me, to Loftus. She'll drive inside. Lefty layup missed it. A good look, couldn't get it to go up. Just spun off the rim. Martine in transition, kicks to Rawlings. Now to Krebs, another three, left wing. Yes, oh, she's such a good three-point shooter. And Dixie State gonna take a timeout. 61-57, four-point Westminster lead. Now you knew you knew, you knew, knew this was gonna happen. Yeah. You knew that they'd come on a little bit of run, so coach gotta settle down. We got a little bit tired, we gotta fight through some of those things, but uh, just gotta regroup now and come back. And they're gonna take it to the media. 6.55 to go, Dixie State trailing 61-57. 60-second timeout and back on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Dixie State trailing by four. Take another quick score update. In Rapid City, South Dakota, South Dakota Mines, 53. Black Hill State, 49 with 7.07 to play. A four-point game in both locations. And both fans scoreboard watching a little bit because it really has an effect on where their teams end up in the RMAC tournament. This next minute's extremely important in my opinion. This is a big possession. You're only down four. Keep your head up and just get back to playing some defense, getting stops, and being aggressive on the offensive end. We've got our live stats back up and running. We'll see if they stay up the remainder of the game. Dixie State trailing by four. Stevenson to Pavlika. Pavlika to Loftus. Three-point land straight away. Behind the back dribble. Kicks to Franks. Open look for three. Straight away. No. Missed it off the left side. And Hunter Krebs will chase down the rebound. Boy, it's hard to gauge these shots from up here on the track. Look good from here, actually. 6.20 remaining. Dixie State trailing by four. Rawlings holding on the right wing, top of the key, Krebs, guarded by Stevens. Will lob in and a tip and a steal. Dixie State has been really effective defensively here in the second half. And then Mangum for Westminster will get a tip out of bounds on the way back up the floor. London Pavlika, Dixie State's leading scorer with 14 points tonight. Loftus has 13. Here we go. 5.55 to go. Dixie State got to find a bucket here. Stevens, she'll try an open look for three. No, missed it. 
And long rebound by Dixie State into the hands of Pavlika. Swing it to Franks. One dribble. Right elbow jumper on the way. Yes. Third time's a charm for the Trailblazers, and they cut it to two-point game. 61-59, 5-38 remaining. It's great effort to get to that rebound and got an extra shot. A lot of times you get that extra shot, you're going to hit that extra shot. Trailblazers within two. Here's Rollins to Mangum. Inside to Krebs. Krebs trying to pass, and it's tipped and stolen. And then a steal the other way. Toluonu got a steal on Loftus, and Loftus will commit a frustration foul as she spun back around without the ball. And Coach Gustin kind of pointing out, saying, hey, this, was there no foul when the ball was stripped away from Loftus? And again, there, there may have been, but you've got to play yeah. through and, and keep your composure and go. Yeah. And for the coach, I, I think you can, yes, you can ask that question. Yeah, absolutely. As long as it's not. And oh, there Allie we go. Ball never steal. lies, I guess. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Ball never lies. Dixie State can tie or take the lead on this possession. Westminster men's team kind of warming up on the track. I keep seeing people out of my peripheral. And I'm checking behind me. Franks shot blocked at the bucket and out of bounds. Dixie State will maintain the possession with 13 to shoot. Five minutes even on the clock. Coach Gustin. Trying to get the the attention of the, the official on the baseline. He went way down there and said, that's twice. I'm not sure what he's referring to. Maybe asking for a foul, some contact down low. And now he'll find the near side official. And here we go. 4.58 to go, fourth quarter. Dixie stay within two. Here's Loftus. Dribbles to the right. Stops at the baseline. Kicks it out. Pavlika. London. Will bounce it to Stevens. 10-foot jumper left side. She buries it. We're tied at 61. That's great penetration and a great kick. That's a great job of, of putting pressure on their defense. 440 remaining here in regulation. And we have got a barn burner. Strap on your seatbelts. Sit back and enjoy the ride. We said at halftime that that double-digit lead stuff was, was not going to last. Krebs inside. She'll lay it up and in. She got away from Stevens. And she scored in a good find for McKinley. She'll lay it up and in. Two-point game again. 63-61. 4-18 remaining. Stevenson. Top of the key to Franks. Will bounce to Pavlika. Pavlika. To Stevenson. Kesley bumped and a whistle and a foul. She'll throw up a shot for good measure. They wave it off. This NBA, she might get that continuation. Yeah, that, that would be a definite continuation in the NBA. For most players. Your name's James Harden. <laughs> or you LeBron get anything James. you want. <laughs> Dixie State will have a 20-second shot clock. I think that's the fourth or fifth James Harden reference I've made on a broadcast this year. <laughs> Dixie State listeners can really understand, at least maybe not necessarily understand, but they, they know the disdain that I have for the player that is James Harden. Pavlika with 10 to shoot right wing. Down to 8 to shoot. Pavlika to the free throw line. Eurostep floater. Got it. Pavlika with 16, and we're tied at 63. That was pretty patient getting to the middle. I thought maybe they might get her a travel on that yeah. one. It wasn't, she had the step to the shot. That's a good shot. Good patience. I thought the same. We are tied at 63, and it is loud inside here. And a foul going to be called against Chesney Stevens as she had her arm, the right arm, kind of draped around the back of Hunter Krebs and then reaching in front of Krebs, and she'll get called for the hold. That was a tough one. She's kind of mid-post. Yeah. She was kind of out, not sure to go low or go high. But You know, it's, I believe that's only, is that her third? It might be her third foul. You're okay with that one. 
is you can't give up the open look inside. Tied at 63. McKinley, three-point shot left wing. Rims out. Dixie State the rebound. Galen has it. Loses. Regains in transition. And now she'll set up the offense. You got Brianna Gillen and London Pavlika. It's kind of a two-guard system right now. Whoever comes up with it, you run the point. And here we go. Gillen kicks it to Franks. Passes up a three. One dribble inside the arc. Buries it. 65-63. Dixie State a two-point lead. 2.50 to play. They did a good job of not burning the entire clock, but burning most of the clock. That way you're not panicked at the end. It was a good shot at about 10 seconds, right where they need to every time. And Pavlika will get a tip, and it goes out of bounds as she reached around. Martine was trying to call out the play, and Pavlika said, hey, I've seen that in practice a million times. <laughs> she reached around and knocks it out of Martine's hands and out of bounds. 18 to shoot. Again, got to have your head on a swivel. You got to communicate on screens. You got to hedge and get a get help help the helper. Pass inside McGinley. Turn and shoot with the right hand. It's good. We're tied at 65. 225 remaining. This, this is what this is what you dream of right here. Tie game on the road at your rival's place. 215 to go. We're coming down really to the last few possessions for each team. Got to value the basketball. Stevens. Turns it over, right as I said that. Mangum, the steal, and is fouled from behind by Chesney Stevens. And Dixie State is lucky that that ball did not go in. And that's the fourth foul against Chesney Stevens. You like the hustle, and you never want to get him up to a, on a play, but it, it, is there a point that you got to think of maybe the situation? Is that, I mean, if, if, I guess if she splits the free throws here, you know, you're okay with it, but that's the fourth foul against Stevens. You know, and you, you bring up a good point. Sometimes players will actually back off because they've got the fouls, but that means you're you're bigger than the game. Like, Mangum, just a 54% free throw shooter, makes the first. That's the Tanner Mangum's sister, oh. by the way. Oh, that okay. I had someone pointed that out to me before the game. I did not know that when, when the two teams played in St. George, but it was pointed out to me before the game. She makes both free throws. We're still all right. Clutch just like her brother. Yeah. 67-65, Dixie State down by two. I'm not going to say anything about turnovers this time. Last time I did, Dixie State turned the ball over. Say Loftus something about three-pointers. To Franks for three. No, oh. missed it. Pavlika tips the ball back to Franks, and the Trailblazers reset. Here's Loftus. Kicks to Stevenson for three left corner. Short. Chesney Stevens, offensive rebound. She'll score the putback and a timeout by Dixie State with 1.37 remaining. 67-67. This game's got it all. We've got ourselves a bar burger right here. I, my, my palms are sweating. You know, the and interesting... I'm just up here on the track calling the game. The interesting thing is you got a minute and 37 seconds. There's Each team's probably going to have at least two possessions, maybe three. And so you've got to make sure that you don't panic, even if... Even if they come down and hit a shot, you've just got to go down and execute. I'm sure Coach Gustin's talking to him about um, what some of their, their best play would be. I thought they did a good job of getting the other girl into the post and taking advantage of the mismatch there. But get a stop, come down and, and execute your play to get your shot, and then win this thing on defense. 67-67, timeouts brought to you by Dairy Queen. In this, the first game of our doubleheader tonight. Hey, guess what? This is the last regular season doubleheader that we'll be a part of for a really long time. Well, that's right. The WAC does not play doubleheaders. We're scheduling. So my feelings aren't hurt too bad about that. You yeah. go into the gym and you work one game and then you go home and you call it a night. Now you're at home every weekend. 
This is the, true. You're always, you're always, that's right. But if you think about it, you're in the gym about the same amount of hours. And you know, uh, as, as it relates to this game, yeah, I let's think get back to like, this well, game. I, I do want to take you away from that, but no, as it gets to this game, you think, you know, I, we're working for seeding a little bit, but more more importantly, we're working for some momentum for into the tournament, yeah, I mean, right? If, if you end up losing this game, as she tried to pass out of it, she's the one that hit it out of bounds. The Trailblazers will turn it over. They took care, such good care of the ball through the majority of this second half, and then two huge turnovers here in the last two minutes of game time. McGinley into the left corner. Carlson for three. Yes. Five-point lead for Westminster. 42.2 seconds remaining. Not over yet. Dixie State has got to go here. You don't have time. You're down by two possessions. You've got to go. Pavlika to the right side. Burning clock. Got to do something. Franks for three is fouled. Or That's what's simultaneous. The foul? Was foul? it a foul? On Chesney the... Stevens was pushed to the floor as she was setting a screen as Allie Franks was shooting a three. And there's nothing like trying to shoot a three as the Fox 40 whistle is bursting your eardrum about three feet away. And if you're Westminster, I mean, the, the three-point shot was missed. It would have counted. The, the three-point shot would have counted if it had gone in. Dixie State will maintain possession. Lobbing into Stevenson. Catches, shoots, scores in the lane. Three-point game. Under 30 seconds to go. Shot clock is off, and Loftus will foul Martina. Dixie State's only been whistled for two fouls, so you've got some fouls to make up here. Yeah, you, I guess we got three. So we've got... Uh, now that's the third. third. Coach, coach looked like he wanted to get a timeout, but I don't think he committed to it enough. Yeah. The official wasn't sure. Oh, now they're going to put four. That's the fourth. And he, he, he I guess, just yelling I guess at the he official. felt like he had committed saying, to it. I'm just yelling. I, I, was, I wanted a timeout. You know, and I, not, not to be critical of officials, because that's not the situation no. here, other than, you know, but, in that situation, you know you've got to be, gonna looking, be at looking for a timeout. Yeah. You, probably even before the play starts, you probably look over and you say, hey, if you guys score. I have seen coaches at times who will actually say at the timeout, look, if we score, I want one. And, and you know, the coach doesn't necessarily have to communicate that beforehand. But, but now, so there are four team fouls against Dixie State. I was looking at the wrong side. I'm used to being at home. <laughs> I've been guilty of doing that from time to time. We'll keep it right here. Timeout's brought to you by Terry Quaid. And the Trailblazers trailing by three in a game that, you know, at one point I looked down, Dixie State only had two turnovers the entire second half and in the last three minutes of the half they've had two big big turnovers one that went immediately the other way for points and then one that kept you from school the other one went down for a three-point and you know when we were so, going on that run uh, the girls were committed to a penetrate and attack in addition to yeah. an open person and, they've and kinda, i think they got a little bit uh, complacent in that in that possession but so right now you got you're down three. You've got to you got to foul. You got to put them at the line. It's just yep. a matter of who you're going to foul you this particular point. And if you're Westminster, you know you see the ball. Here we go. Carlson to inbound right at half court is holding, is holding, is holding, and it's a five second count. Oh my goodness. So now the fact that he didn't call that timeout and give it to him actually gives him an opportunity right now to go get two. So you're down three, and the he, question is... He's, he's going to take a timeout. Now, now here, here you go. Put your coaching hat on. There's 19.2 seconds left. Do you draw a play up here for a, a, a quick shot? Or do you try, you know, and, and 
and then foul and you know what what are you doing here? I I, I think if are if you I playing for the last shot? I'm going to set a tie. I'm going to set a screen. I'm going to get a um, you get somebody to the basket. Gotcha. Now if the shot's open, I'm going to make it. They're probably going to give it to us, and you can get that in about four or five seconds. You can get another timeout. You can set up another another maybe a five second call, or as you penetrate to the basket, if they if they collapse and come on you, you kick it to the to the baseline for a three pointer and it ties the game. But yeah, I, I think you. 19 seconds is a lot of time in, in basketball. Meanwhile, another rivalry land in South Dakota. The only D2, well, no, there's more D2s than that in South Dakota. Black Hill State, South Dakota Mines are tied at 58 with 32 seconds to go. And we are a three-point game here, 72-69. Dixie State trailing by three with possession. 19.2 to play. Inbound to Stevens, handoff to Pavlika with 17. And with 15, Pavlika to the right with 14. To Stevens for three, left wing. No, tapped out to Pavlika. She'll fire a three, right wing. No, Stevenson the rebound. Here's Loftus for three, left wing. No, and Westminster's got the rebound, and that is how the game will end. You get three looks at a three-point shot, three different players. And I and, thought and all three of them All three were of them in. looked fantastic. All three of them, just off the heel of the iron. I thought for sure one of those was going down, and we were going to overtime. Now, my, now, oh, my. The takeaway from all that, though, is you, you fought yourself back into the game to give your, oh. yourself a shot at the end. And when you get to the tournament, that's all you want. That's all you want. You've got to just give yourself a chance to, to uh, uh, what do they say, to, uh, uh, survive in advance. Survive in advance. Survive in advance. And... Let, let's take a quick look at what's going on with the uh, Fort Lewis game tonight. They, they've got Adam State tonight. And, well, they're on the road. So that, that's not going to do us any good. Try to go to their website, and it took me right to their live stats page. They're on the road. So that's not going to do it. They are at Adam State. So it's a very likely Fort Lewis win. The tiebreak scenario that they sent out earlier in the week said that uh, Dixie State, or that Fort Lewis, from virtue of the point system, if, if Fort Lewis and Dixie State were to go in tied, that Fort Lewis would have the advantage by virtue of the point. They, they give a certain value for a win on the road over a 500 team. Or the, and, and, you know, I had added those up last week at one point, and Dixie State was ahead. Now the, the conference issued their uh, tiebreaker scenarios just a couple of days ago, and it said that if Dixie State and Fort Lewis are tied at the end of the season, that Fort Lewis has, a, has the edge in those points and so they would take the seven and dixie state would then fall to the eight seed so dixie state has fallen 72 69 in this one in a game that the trailblazers you know a valiant effort and it's senior day here at westminster so they're going to do their their senior day festivities now so we've got a couple extra minutes uh, let's take a look at this adam state score and I, I'm, I'm expecting to see fort lewis on top handily here would be shocked. Oh my goodness! It's tied, huh? It's tied, 52-52, <laughs> with 104 to play. And so, and so now you're looking at where are we playing now? And, and as a coach, I mean, you got a lot on your mind this weekend because you're coaching this game, and then you're not knowing. I mean, there's, are we going to Grand Junction? Are we going to Gunnison? Are we coming back up here to Salt Lake City, or are we going to Denver? Because all four were in play, and you've got to make that trip. Probably Monday, you're leaving for a Tuesday game, and 52-52, uh, we'll keep you updated there. Should Adam State pull off the upset, Dixie State would be the seven seed and would be traveling um, Gunnison? to Gunnison. Um, 
Western Colorado holds the tiebreak over Westminster. And actually, so, we played Western pretty good at, at, at home. home. I think we beat them. I mean, at, at this point, I mean, at this point, I I don't know who you match up with better. You you lost both games to, to Colorado Mesa. You split with Western, and you lost both games to to Western or to Westminster here. And so, you know, yeah, I, I'm almost intrigued by the one-eight matchup against Mesa because Dixie State had the Mavericks right where they wanted them. The 17-point lead in the fourth quarter in Grand Junction a couple of weeks ago and weren't able to complete it. You know, it's hard to beat a team. I don't care how good you are. Hard to beat a team three t- team three times in the season. Well, so, there's, a, there's a lot of psyche that goes into yeah. it. Look at the opponents, say we beat them twice. But but again, I, I think at the end of this, uh, Coach Coach Gustin goes back and watch film. I, I don't know how much prep goes into the next game so much. It's just recognizing, yeah. that, you know what, when we do us, when we play defense and we're aggressive offensively, uh, we're, we're a pretty good team. And, and Coach Gustin's done a good job with the girls over the – over the year, I, I think they're actually uh, getting better towards the end of the season, which is the direction you want to go come tournament time. You don't want to be heading the other way. And uh, I, I think that uh, I'm not a moral victory guy all the time. Uh, this was a fun game to be a part of. Carrick, I, I appreciate you. Let me just step in. Yeah, well, I'm glad you <laughs> came up here. You know, we've joked about this before. I'm glad you came up here. And as soon as I saw you, you got to throw the headset on. Now, I, I, I have gone to the standings and, and looked and confirmed. So. Western is in second. They're at Mesa tonight. I'm not even going to pull up the score because, you know, let's say Mesa gets Western tonight. and Or vice versa. Or vice versa. It's, it's, it's it doesn't matter. You know, if Western loses, they're 17-5. and five. Westminster 17-5 and five now. And and Western has the, the, the head-to-head tiebreak over Westminster, so they hold the, they hold the two seats. So, so we know the top three are, are solidified. Colorado Mesa, Western, and Westminster are your top three seeds in the RMAC tournament. And uh, Dixie State loss, coupled with a Fort Lewis win tonight, means that Dixie State is going to Grand Junction to play Colorado Mesa on Tuesday in the 1-8 matchup. Now, we go back and we look at that score. Uh, it's not updating. It's still 52-52 to 52 with 104 to play. The suspense is, is Must be is a big time. Oh, Adam State, up Adam three. State has a three-point lead with 47 <laughs> seconds left. So we're looking at this going. Uh, if Fort Lewis loses, Dixie State has a game on the uh, on the on the, the Skyhawks still, and then they go in at the uh, seven seed. At the seven seed now, actually. Well, no, yeah, Dixie State had to win to be tied with Fort. I'm overthinking this. Yeah, yeah. Dixie State had to win to be tied with Black Hill State. We're either so, seventh or eight. We're either seven or eight, and now it's a five-point game. 57-52. Adam State trying to pull off the upset, and and. It's kind of like pick your poison because Colorado Mesa and Western Colorado are almost exactly the same team. I kid you not. They're one and two in the conference in scoring defense. They both want to play you in a slow tempo, uh, low scoring game. And and they both want to just drain the clock. And and you have to try to break that. And you have to shoot the ball well. That's what you saw at Dixie State when they went to Grand Junction into Colorado Mesa uh, a couple of weeks ago. They shot the ball lights out in the first half and even in you know even in the third quarter a little bit and then when they cooled off that's when things you know went south in that game but right now it's 58 52 59 52 now adam state has a seven point lead with 25 seconds remaining and should this result hold up uh fort lewis will drop to 11 and 11 and uh, i think would be the eight or there's some tiebreak stuff between fort lewis and msu denver oh so so 
they might be battling for the set for the eight seed. And then Dixie State, if Fort Lewis loses, Dixie State will be locked in to the seven seed by virtue of their head-to-head tiebreak with MSU Denver. There's you, a lot going on here. Well, the so, interesting thing, you get to the tournament, you, you, you got to be cautious in who you want to play or who you yeah, pick to play exactly. or, or these types of things. At this point, it's coming about. It's come down to who can execute best. Uh, there's great coaches in the RMAC. Uh, they've, they've got their kids prepared. I, I look at Coach Gustin all the time. They spend with, with, with the kids. It's a matter of just uh, fine-tuning a couple things, putting together a, a, a simple game plan, and then going out and execute. This is... I don't want to call it bonus time because if, if you actually go on and win, you get a chance to go to the tournament. But uh, I, I think that uh, if the girls will come out and play the second half, like the second half they played here against Westminster, uh, they, they have a chance. And the nice thing is yeah. uh, uh, from a well, from even the first set, quarter, yeah, first quarter, the first yeah, day, so they played three out of four quarters true. tonight. And, and, you know, but it, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, you hate to, uh, you know, I hate to lose this game, and this is what I was getting at while Dixie State was still in the lead, actually, in the fourth quarter, that you don't like to lose any games, but if it's the difference between playing Mesa and Grand Junction and Western and Gunnison, there's not a lot of difference Six there or one and a half between the other, three huh? hours, depending on weather. <laughs> this, is I mean? this is true. Depending on weather and, and the bus, and, and they're, they're, well, they're, about, they're almost the same team. So, you know, Dixie State, is they're in the RMAC tournament. And, and the Trailblazers will finish the regular season 17 and 11, 12 and 10 in Armac in the Armac play. You know, there's a couple of games that you go back and look at this. You know, both games against Westminster being being a couple of those. But let's not do that right now as we wrap up the broadcast. Let's let's recognize the improvement that this team has seen each year under head coach J.D. Gustin. They go from five and 21 his first year to 12 and 15 his second year to 15 and 11 last year, and now 17 and 11 this year and they're going to the armac tournament they're going back to postseason play and and he's starting to win some recruiting battles with the move to division one and 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 things can only go up from you know can only go up from here and and i've loved to see what he's done with this team and the players will continue to buy into the system and and you know i they're gonna take you know their lumps and have some lessons to learn over this four-year probation period as as division one but you know, by the time that they're postseason eligible, I expect this Dixie State women's basketball team to be making some noise in the wild. I agree with you, and I think it's going to be fun. This Westminster rivalry that's been created in Division Two at the RMAC has been fun. It's going to be fun to get that Utah Valley the rivalry. UVU, and just, now you can say, you know what, we don't even have to drive as far. That's right. That's we right. don't have to go around the point of the mountain anymore. We can just we can just stop in Orem. And I I think I'll, I'll say this kind of kind of in in conclusion here a little bit. If you haven't been out to watch a women's basketball yeah. game, you need to. They are phenomenal in their attitudes and efforts coach gustin's done a great job in in preparing them and and i'm, I'm going to invite the community to get out and support uh the, the women's athletics at dixie state university yeah. and give them the opportunity to showcase how good they are and what they can do they're, they're great young women they do a great job on the floor as the faculty athletic rep i see yeah. them off the floor the things that they're doing it's it's fun and i would encourage you to to get out and support right. them. you've got you know no, no more home events for for basketball but you've got a nationally ranked softball, softball team that has been in the R- the NCAA tournament 11 consecutive years. So if you haven't seen a softball game, shame on you first. Second of all, there's still time to fix that. Get out. And while they're not at home for a couple of weeks, but they will be back home in a couple of weeks. And, and, and I'm right there with you. you know, and I've, as, the, as, as one of the SIDs, the sports information director, 
at Dixie State, you know, it's been my job to help cover volleyball and to help cover women's basketball and to help cover softball. And, you know, and I'll just say my, my eye, it, and as an announcer too, you know, my eyes have been opened a little bit to the fact that, and they play a fun style of basketball. And the softball team is incredible. It's an exciting team to watch. The volleyball team, all of them. You know, we've seen what Billy Hatch has done at the national level in cross team. country and in track. And our swim team is nationally ranked. And we've got two swimmers, for you know, two swimmers for the first time going to the NCAA championships, not just one. And, and it's gotten better and better. And with this move to D1, it's, it's going to explode. So let's give you some numbers here. Dixie State will finish 47% from the field. Westminster, 54%. London Pavlika... Uh, let's name her SkyWest Airlines player of the game. 16 points, 7 of 15 from the field, 2 of 4 from the outside. She's a, you know, a season uh, under 50, uh, 6, 39, where is she? 27% three-point shooter, so give her credit there. Nine rebounds, six assists, and, you know, that's a London Pavlika type of night. She only turned the ball over one time tonight, and she goes for 16 points. Maddie Loftus with 13 points. Uh She's listed at two of two from downtown. She did miss one there at, at the end, but that's okay. Uh, Frank's with 13, Stevens with 11, and the Trailblazers fall 72-69. But you know it is what it is. So let's name uh, Lennon Pavlika, our SkyWest Airlines player of the game. And Nate, thanks again I, I, for yeah, coming I, up to the nest with me I, up here. I appreciate it. It's been one of my dreams to come up and work with you a little bit here. So I, I'm going to go back down and sit with my family and Please watch do. this next men's game. Yeah. And, and uh, hopefully cheer them on to an RMAC championship. Absolutely. Thanks, thanks for all you do, Carrick, for the promotion of the, of the sports, for what you do for Dixie State University. You're great. Thanks. Appreciate it, Nate. That's Nate Staley, one of our, our faculty athletic rep and, and one of our great teachers on campus as well. And does a great job as a liaison between our athletic department and, and our faculty, our teachers at, at Dixie State. So uh, appreciate you listening tonight. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to take a short break. Um, uh, and Marcus, just for some uh, – not Marcus, Martin – for some direction for you back in the studio. I am going to break the call just to refresh the internet connection here inside the bank, uh, bank and field house. I will call you right back and we'll be back on with the TDS pregame show for the men's team as the trailblazers go for the RMAC championship, the trailblazers and the Griffins getting set to do battle on the men's team. Thanks for listening to the women's game. We'll be right back on the air in about 10 minutes for the men's game. Have a good night. You've been listening to Dixie State Athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. For more information on Dixie State Athletics, DixieStateAthletics.com. Thanks for listening to Radio Dixie 91.3.